You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Case. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, me? And this is your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. And today, you're talking indie baby indie comics. Today we have an amazing guest. Supposed to be two, but the other half, well, the better half, if you will, uh, couldn't join us today. And that's okay. So shout out to you. I'll mention your name in a moment, but let's talk about this. I want to bring on screen, right, a author, editor, publisher, Harvey Award nominee. He is the 2021 Post Society of Baltimore Saturday Visitor Award. And he has a project coming out right now. The one, the only, Dwight L. McPherson. What's popping, kiddo? How you doing? Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me, Al. Nah, thank what you for coming, You've man. been busy. We've both been busy, I guess, huh? Well, we've both been killing. That's what it is. <laughs> Just doing what we got to do to celebrate this wonderful community that we're all a part of. You know, the comic book community, the, the indie comic book community, pop culture fandom. It's a beautiful thing when there's a lot of positivity <laughs> behind it you know what i'm talking about right so so and then you know a shout out to your lady rebecca that couldn't be here today hope all is well you know hopefully i catch you next time because i really wanted to introduce you guys like and the next independent power couple the jay-z and beyonce of indie comics (laughs) wonder twin powers activate hey (laughs) so my brother thank you for, for for joining me you know talk to me brother uh i need the origin story dwight let me know where you hail from, where you come from, where you at now, and what's and what was the origin story of your fandom? Okay, well, um, my name is Dwight McPherson, and I'm originally from Michigan, currently living in Florida, also known as the Promised Land, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, but you're not a Florida man yet, right? <laughs> yeah, I've been a comics fan my whole life. I, I mean, I, I can remember making comic books from the time that I could hold a crayon you know, making them on, uh, we used to, kids, we used to take like, you know, grocery bags, we used to cut them up and we would, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, on that, right? <laughs> and so I would draw on there and, you know, I, I thought I was going to be an artist actually. Uh, I, I always enjoyed writing and, and uh, um, you know, journaling, but uh, as I got older and more like into high school and I saw that it, I could draw what I wanted to, but it took me forever. And, you know, having pre-ADHD, you know, ADHD, before they actually had a diagnosis. Uh Oh, in the 80s, they used to be like, shut up, stop it. What's the problem with you? I I couldn't get it out (laughs) fast enough. So I was actually going to attend Ringling Art School in... uh, Oh, word? Yeah, down the coast. But, uh, you know, I just, I couldn't get it out fast enough. And what I found was that if I wrote, I could write a lot faster and get comics done in fact i don't know if you're familiar with uh, j.s earls uh he's got a podcast now as well but we've known each other since middle school i i would oh, write wow. the comics he would draw the comics oh cool wait a so, minute so I, need, I need that origin story who introduced you to all this was there anyone in particular or was it self-discovery to comics yeah well i, I will say this from the time that i can remember my parents had comics in front of me Really? I mean, I had, like, old, coverless Superman, you know, uh, a Marvel family, 
Yeah, you know, what? the real Marvel family. You That's know what I'm so, saying? I know, I know. The real one. Okay, the real yeah. Marvel. The real Captain Marvel. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I love the Shazam thing. That's it's cool. I love it. I really dig that though, because that means your parents were a, a comic power couple back then too. They, they had all this stuff for you. Because my it was Mama buying me as kind of bribery to take care of my brother. <laughs> you know what oh. I mean? Hey, I gotta go out on Saturday. You watch your baby brother. I'll bring you son. All right, but don't you worry, Mom. Make sure he he, he good. <laughs> you know, I don't know how it happened. If they went to a yard sale and they had some old comics or. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how they came to get those. That's cool, though. But I, I read them, and I loved them. And, and as soon as I had money, I was buying them off the spinner racks, you know. And I, I, yeah, just, I keep hearing that Michigan has 7-Elevens with spinner racks. I grew up in New York. I have never seen a spinner rack and a 7-Eleven in my life. Really? Yeah. Well, they were on the newsstand. Yeah, we had newsstands, yeah. yeah. The newsstands, the corner store, you know. And sometimes yeah. the bodega might have something, but they would normally have the digest. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, but I never saw Seven Eleven spin a rack, man. You guys from Michigan are making me jealous. I swear to God, you must have, you must be the first guy from Michigan I've spoken to tells me this. Really? Yeah. They had them everywhere. They were everywhere. Um, and then we moved down to Florida, and they had spinner racks here as well. I came too late so to Florida. <laughs> you, you, you were deprived. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> My wife is from New York City as well, so. You know, Maybe she's ask her. Ask her if she ever saw one in a Seven Eleven. Me as a Brooklyn boy, I never saw. One. Okay, I will. I will definitely do that. <laughs> I wish she was here. I could ask Rebecca. I need to know. <laughs> well, and and I actually met Rebecca because of comics. Oh, oh wait, I want to get into that. Hold on. Oh yeah. Before we get into that, the the the, the, the romance, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. You started creating, right, you know, as a young and all. Now, when did you start taking it serious? Like, okay, um, I really want to do this with my life. When did that happen? Oh, wow. Uh, well, I was um, I was a sergeant in the Army. I was stationed in... Thank uh, you. Thank you for your service, Korea. brother. Thank and you. It's an honor to serve. Uh, but thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, but I was serving there, and uh, before I left, they said, Sergeant Person... You know, when you come back, you'll be Specialist McPherson. And I said, what? No, I won't. Oh, yeah, man, there's so many girls and, you know, clubs <laughs> and, you know, cheap liquor over there. And I said, no, I won't. And I actually used that time, that year that I spent away from my family, I used it to research and write a comic book called Dead Men Tell No Tales. Oh, okay. And uh, so that's what I did. And I came back as a sergeant, of course. Uh, no problems, but I, I was injured sadly and uh, was medically separated, you know, shortly after that. Uh, but, hey, you know, I, I'd do it all over again. I'm proud to have served my country. But, um, so anyways, clear across the country, when I, when I got out, I was a single dad. I had three kids, you know, I took them back to the East Coast. Single dad? Wow. Not yeah. just a soldier, but a single papa. I know that's tough. On, oh. on dudes, man. For real. So salute to you on that, too. Awesome. I, I don't know how I did it, but. Wow. Hey, man, I could tell, bro. Look at this. You're like me, bro. Look at this. Hey. <laughs> I mean, you're still a little darker than mine. Damn, bro. <laughs> you, you do what you got to do for your kids. I mean. Yeah, you do, man. But uh, clear across country. In California, there was a producer of stage and, and, and film who went to uh, Meltdown Comics well, I know Meltdown. in L.A., and uh, it's no longer there, man. They shut it down. This sucks. Uh, but 
there was a young lady that walked in there and she picked up a she saw a comic book you know covered by Ben Temple Smith and she said oh my gosh pirates and Pirates of the Caribbean was just hitting right then so she picked it up and bought it and she loved it so she contacted my publisher <clears throat> excuse me and the publisher got him in touch with me and two years later. We were married. She moved clear across what? the... What? Two years later? What a pimp, son. He did from that. From the West Coast to the East Coast, and, and we'll, we will celebrate this Monday. We'll celebrate 13 years of marriage. Wow. Salute, kiddo. Look at this. He just, hey. he just more salute, salute. Jeez, jeez, bro. <laughs> oh, I mean, she, she's amazing. I mean, you know, anybody who is a creator, if, if you don't have that special kind of supportive teammate it's hard marriage is hard anyways but if you don't have somebody that supports you and has the same vision as you man you're not going to make it you know yeah, it, 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 it's tough it's challenging it you know um don't make it any harder i mean you know support your spouse people simple whoever it is that's doing the doing the, the thing support them just so love i mean that's all if it's not taking them away from their responsibilities mm -hmm. um just give them the love the support I mean, that's all what any creator needs, man, for real. Right. Uh, and that's what does make a powerful couple, because I've, I've had other couples before, and I see that. It's a symbiotic relationship of support, love, and motivation, and being honest when, you, when they got to be honest, you know, but constructive. <laughs> well, I mean, we really do. We, we really are a team. I mean, she is my editor. She's my sounding board. Oh. You know, we, we have a – I can't pan over here, but um, – <laughs> I actually have the plot for another story, and we've been working on it and researching. We have a mood board on the other wall, which has got all, all kinds of images that I can't it, show. It must look like a math scientist laboratory. Someone goes, yes. what are all these notes? Exactly. Well, I, I'm not that bad. You know, like Alan Moore. <laughs> You've heard the stories about Watchmen with the big blackboards. Yeah, uh, yeah I know. Mathematical equations of stories. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't do that. No alchemy, but uh, you know, we do a lot of research, and you know, we we really want to uh, you know do things to the best of our ability, and that's why we started Hocus Pocus Comics. When did that start? Uh, that was to, what 2000, and I want to say 2019. Is when okay. we started. So we've been doing it for three years now. So it's, it's still in its infancy. It's a baby still. Awesome. Yeah. Great. And an entrepreneur. Another hat. Look at this guy. <laughs> well, I did the traditional thing. Um, you know, I had I did an original digital series for DC Comics. Oh. I, I had books published through Image. Uh, I've done IDW. You know, how do you get these opportunities, bro? You know, I, I know there's a lot of people that listen and always are wondering, like, how can I step in? You know, what steps did you take at the time to get yourself involved and, and get stories out? Create, you know, create. Put this, put, put your work out there any way you can do it. I, I'm a big supporter of web comics. I think web comics are the greatest way to get uh, to get something out there. I was nominated for a Harvey Award because of a webcomic that I had. I How did you feel, bro? Yeah, a Harvey Award awesome. nominee? That's yeah, amazing. And so I was approached by Image about actually publishing the book there. So I said, yeah, let's, you know, let's do this. And we had the surreal adventures of Edgar Allan Poe. You know, <laughs> flash forward, you know, to all those years. And, and I wanted to revise uh, the story, and you know how it is. I mean, you know, like yeah. if the if a novelist is going to 
they're going to release a revision uh, or a new copy of his book, they ask for revisions. Would you like to send some revisions? They can do that. But what do you do when you're a comic writer? Okay. You know, I mean, you can revise the word bubbles, but what if you want to change the story in some ways? Mm. So we had to totally re-illustrate two books, you know, 96 pages each of material, and Whoa. reproduce those, yes, and rebrand it with a new title. And we, we've released the first two books, and this Kickstarter is it's for the third book, but we're offering all three books on there. Oh, amazing. This one, I feel like this is my, you know, this is my magnum opus. This, this is the book that. that this is the one. <laughs> it, it, it's the one I feel I was I was born to write. And it really combines, you know, things that I love, like Lord of the Rings, um, Alice in Wonderland, Chronicles of Narnia, um, you know, the great classics, the Odyssey, you know, um, mm. you know, uh, the Iliad, the Aeneid, it, it, it combines. So, all, so, no, all, that's all. your take. No, that's your flavor of, of storytelling. Yes, I. Well, it depends. I've never. If you look at, I have a broad body of work. I mean, I think I've done every uh, genre that you can possibly do out there. I even <laughs> did like a, a a romance comic. Uh, oh, bro! Hey, hey, listen. W, but the great started with romance, like a Kirby, and then remember that they started in romance. Yeah. So you know, don't knock the romance books. I mean, hey, some people want to get you know a little lovey dovey. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't exactly romance. It was a book, uh, uh, um, Grimm, American McGee's Grimm. And I made it like a romance story, but, you know, it, this horrible ogre-type character is trying to bring these two people together. And even when he tries to do something good, it comes out horribly wrong. But still, it, it's it's funny. You can find it. It's uh, American McGee's Grimm. Had a I'm lot of fun writing that. We're going to check that out, for real. That, yeah. that sounds dope. Because I want to show the Kickstarter in a minute, too. And a shout-out to Kevin from Ink Pub, too, man. Because yes. he, he, he connected us. So, big shout, Kev. You the yeah. man, bro. And I hope you're healing well after your stuff. So, you know, we'll be catching up soon, kiddo. But yeah. before we continue talking, you know, and chatting about this project, you know, people wondering, what is he talking about? Just in case. Let, let's show this cool little trailer you don't send me. You ready? Okay. Let's get it done. coloring and, and Poe look like Poe, son. I'm like, whoa. Yes. Well, uh, that's uh, Juan Ferreira. Oh, Juan Ferreira. Uh, I know Juan Ferreira. Uh, He's a good man. <laughs> he, he did the cover for the first book, and it's so iconic. I just Everybody stops when they walk by and they say, it's Poe. I mean, everybody knows it. Gorgeous. And, uh, I, could f I met up with Juan at uh, New York Comic Con a few years back, and he actually said, here, I want you to have this, bro. And he gave me the original. 
No. So, I mean, really? I got framed over here, you know. Awesome. Um, yeah. I, I have a Frenchie, by the way. And, uh, Hello, Frenchie. That's him right <laughs> He has his own webcomic, actually. It's on uh, Webtoon. Really? Pip's Monster House. Oh, man. So, 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 so Pip is very dangerous, huh? Pip is very dangerous. <laughs> the, the, the log line is it takes a monster to beat a monster. And, Ooh. you know. <laughs> yeah, yo, listen, my next door neighbor has two little small dogs that are like the, 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 the scariest things I've ever seen. They, they just they want to charge. And then I see big dogs, they just look at me like, yo, what up? Like, okay. Yeah, that's Frenchies. Frenchies are, they're tough, man. They have they, Napoleon syndrome, apparently. <laughs> they, they think they're Wolverines, I think. Yeah, I it think is so. It is. You know, I'm way bigger, bro. Let me just show you. Stop it. <laughs> exactly. You know? And let's look at this gorgeous project right here, folks. Look at this, kiddos. I mean, with 17 days to go, right? You were looking at three racks. We're at four, over four, right? And, and keeping on going. <laughs> awesome job to both of you. And, and talk to me. What is your name? This is the Poverse. Tell me all about why you chose Poe specifically well, as well as far as the poverse that was kevin's doing so hey kevin <laughs> yeah um well you know ever since i was a kid one of my great memories is watching you know monster movies with my dad and i can remember we were watching these mon you know these certain movies and it says you know based on the novel by edgar Allan poe based on the novel written by edgar Allan poe so i said Huh, you know, no, this, this, guy. Guy, this guy must be awesome, right? So that that started my fascination with Poe's work. And as I actually got older and started researching Poe the man, I, you know, I felt a connection with him through a lot of uh, his experiences in his life. And so I decided I wanted to do something starring Poe that would draw attention to his work and his genius. I mean, the man definitely was a genius. Yes, yes. ahead of his time. Yeah, he was. He was. He was way ahead of his time. He was a visionary, and that's why he wasn't accepted in his time. You know, yep. like he should have been. Like him and the Lovecraft. I mean, Lovecraft, you know, wrote a little exactly. rough, you know, if you will, but but the yeah. dude was ahead of his time. <laughs> and he got paid by the word, so of course he's going to use a ton of adjectives and get paid more. <laughs> You know, but the mythos that he created, it, it, you know, it still stands the test of time. It's one of the most amazing. Do we, do we blame Lovecraft then for, for them trying to now, you know, changing the pay rate? No. <laughs> hey, you know, a writer's got to do what a writer's got to do, you know. I hear you. But, but that's really why Poe, because I wanted to draw attention to not only the man's work, but also his uh, – you know, his life, uh, a lot of the tragedy that he experienced. Um, but, you know, what I started thinking about was, this is just how my crazy brain works, right? I started thinking, you know, what, what did Edgar Allan Poe dream, dream about? You know, he wrote the, you know, <laughs> you know all we, life is but a dream within a dream, right? And I remember reading that and saying, what would Poe dream about? So I started thinking about it and, and, Poe was extremely well-read. He loved the classics of literature. He loved mythology. You know, I mean, you can see it presented in a lot of his stories. Egyptology. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, I was talking with, uh, with a, a friend who's an Egyptologist about that. She's actually writing the foreword for our book. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's been on the History Channel with her husband what? and Discovery. And, Woo! 
<laughs> they're great people, but they read the book and they loved it. That's what nice. I'm saying. People from all walks of life, from all levels, uh, you know what I mean? Whatever you want to say, from the highly educated to children. I mean, everybody loves the book. They find a character that, that they can uh, connect with. So that's really wanted to do, what I wanted to do. What would he dream about? He didn't have movies. He didn't have television. He had books, and he had the stage. So since he had all this mythology that he was taking in, what, what about if he goes inside a mythological kind of themed world inside his own head called Terrasomnium or the World of Dreams? And I actually gave him a guide, you know, much like Dante's Inferno or the Aeneid. So he has a guide who's helping him through this this voyage. Um, I, I don't want to give away too much. Don't give us too much, but tease, tease. <laughs> Try to tease. You know, make believe you're on that strip of pole of comics and just, you know, tease us. <laughs> With it's, your words. It's, well, it's um, it's a it's a journey. Um, like it says in the trailer, he had a psychotic split. And, okay. you know, during that time when he lost his wife, you know, he also said, he, you know, that he had, that he uh, became insane with horrible, you know, periods of sanity. So in other words, you know, the, the insanity was more comforting to him. Yeah. Than actually living in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. Than thinking about what really was going on. So... You know, this, so this deep, story is, is true. <laughs> yeah, and this story is is really, I think that he would love it, and I hope he would, be, just because it does that, because it 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 it, uh, it takes life's journey, and, and it it breaks it in a way that that adults and children can connect with it and understand what's going on and what's happening, see the struggles, you know, see the conflicts. And actually resolves them as he's coming together and becoming more aware of himself and aware of where he needs to go, where where he wants to be. Okay. So it, it's it, you know it's a it's a journey from darkness to light, if you will. It, it's a redemptive story. It's um, you know, I, I mean, I'm so thankful that I was able to write this story, and I will tell you this last book. I, I mean, I shed tears writing this thing. So, uh, last it's book though, we're not going to get no more. Well, uh, you're breaking my heart here. I got to get into this like immediately because I do love Poe. I mean, who could refuse? Look at this cover for Volume Three. Jeez, isn't that beautiful, Ryan Caskey? What? Well, that's go. a poster. That is poster worthy. Oh, I know. It's and that's what we wanted. We wanted iconic covers. He's actually at the Spooky King on uh, Instagram, and man, his work is amazing. But I, I wanted something iconic. You know, it's. I don't want to give away too much, but you see what's happened here. The Raven King has lost his crown. Oof. It's a lot going on, but it's gorgeous. I mean, it's, it's the blacks, the red, the line work, but everything. You know, it's a dark color, but yet you see everything still so clear. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I mean, so well done. I mean, woof, sexy. Yeah. Oh my God! Look at this one for volume <laughs> two. What? <laughs> I did the hell out of this. Yes, Dave Yukovich. I wanted to have like a, a family style portrait, almost. You know, of our of our heroes in the story. We have we have Little Poe. We'll call him. We have Irving Rat. We have Terrence the Crab. Oh, See him over there. There he is. And that's Blood Claw, the Raven. 
Okay. So he's the is he the same Raven from the third cover? Uh no. No, okay. the on the third cover is Nevermore the Raven King. Ne- oh, Nevermore. Hey. <laughs> My man well, goes, said- yeah, but what's up with this crab though? I mean, he got a little top hat. In. <laughs> yeah. He's a fiddler crab. Oh, yeah. Apparently, you can't say fiddle if you're from the UK. I said that once, and then I. Well, okay, the violin. I'm sorry. Yeah, he plays. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. And, and there you go. Is, There's the cover by one. Oh. So wait. So is that really like a size reflection between Poe and, and the rat right there? Yes. Whoa, that's a yeah. You, well, I never seen him that big in New York. <laughs> well, South Korea has uh, – they could probably challenge. I'd like to fight them against each other, get like a New York rat and a South Korea A rat. New York rat is going to have three of its boys in the back. And like, oh, okay. if you feel that I'm down, jump them. <laughs> there you go. But um, you'll see when you actually read read the book. I mean, he's he's fractured. He's come to pieces, if you will. But you can look, see that. There's pain in his eye just in that one picture. I mean, folks, if you focus on this right here, you see there's a lot going on being said without saying much. You know, and I gave Juan so little direction. You know, I I, I sent him the first book and I said, you know, I'd like to have something iconic where Poe just really pops. And this is what he gave me. And, He's looking like a cross of Wonder Woman and Captain America right there with the sword and shield, son. And, and everybody goes, <laughs> what in the world is Poe doing with the sword and shield? And what is that behind him, right? So it really draws a lot of attention. And it looks so sick, bro. Uh, so sick. So sick. So sick. I mean, and let's get a little look at some of the interiors right here. I mean, look at the panel work, coloring, the breakdown, the lettering. Talk about this team that you built to create such a beautiful book. Well, Stephen Legg is is the artist on this book. <clears throat> Excuse me, the artist and letterer. And he's worked with some guy named Steve Rude for the last 10 years. Who's that? And, Nani Flame. What? The, well, rude, the rude man himself? What? The dude. The dude, uh, yeah, Steve, Steve Rude, right. the dude, yeah, bro, for real. So I mean, he's been coloring uh, dude's wow. work and, and, you know, going over some of the lines and stuff like that. And you can see uh, a, a slight comparison, I think, to, to Steve's work. But Steve and Leg and I, uh, we met online. I, I think it was on, uh, on Twitter, maybe. Okay. But we just kind of, we connected. You know, nice. we we connected, and I just I loved his work, but I saw that he didn't have a ton of comic work out there of his own. And I approached him, and I told him about the story. I sent him the books, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing!" You know, and then you look at our at our look at the colors on that. I mean, yeah, who's doing these colors? And look at it, I also like it's panel breakdowns. I, I'm a big enthusiast of how you break down a page. You know, what, what, how my eye is going to flow as I read. I mean, look looking from this to that. Look at what a transition that just fits. So who's doing this coloring? Because they're, they're insanely good. Minyo. Whoa. At Crazy good. M-E-N-N-Y-O. And he's on uh, Instagram and Twitter. His name is Emmanuel Ordez. And he, uh, you know, hails from Chihuahua. Chihuahua, um, you know, but he's he's incredible, and I actually met him through Will Calligan, who's another creator, 
and uh, he's he's incredible. I mean, he really. If you keep scrolling down, you'll actually see. Um, a I will. Print. But I also yeah. want to talk about the lettering too, because oh, yeah, look, look 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 at these letters yeah. here, and then you get it like this here. I mean, gorgeous, and look at the placement. Doesn't interfere with the art. I mean, your letterer has an eye. For, Stephen for Lang, oh. the artist. I mean, well, really? He's, so he's handling both. He is oh, so talented. Yes. What the hell? Bro, what yeah. a find, bro. You found the gem. Oh, my God. And look at this. You see that? How the panels change so much? Look the world gorgeous. tree. The world tree. Is Papa Smurf under that one? <laughs> the world tree. Wow. Oh, look at this cat, yo. I mean, my daughter would love a cat <laughs> like this. My daughter would love a cat like this. Me, not so much. I'd be terrified. <laughs> <laughs> and the glowing eye kind of oh, is off-putting. Now, this is crazy, yo. So who are these fairies? They're, they're all part of this whole verse, if you will? They're yes, all part of this, all the landscape? they're all part of okay. the world of dreams. And what the hell's going on here, yo? Uh, so you're traversing through multiple worlds here in, in this dream world? Or is, this, is it like a – is the dream world like a multiverse, if you will, to make it easier? Ah. <sighs> Can you answer that? <laughs> no, it, it's it's all. Whoa! It, think about it, like a dream, right? When you have a dream, it, it never seems like it goes in like a chronological order. You know, you're kind of jumping around in different areas, look different, and you know, I had a dream work. once where I woke up in real life, fell asleep, and the dream continued like it was part two. I'm like, and I woke up to tell this to my wife, and it was a horrible fucking dream, bro. That's why I woke up in the middle of it. No. It felt so realistic to me. So I think it's possible that sometimes a dream just takes a pause. Like, nah, brother, we're going to finish this. <laughs> yeah. I got something for you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, bro. Let me I, I was going like that. Yeah. <laughs> and look at this design, too. What the hell type of castle is this? Yeah. It looks about to take off. <laughs> you're messing with me. Yo. You're, you're, you're messing with me, bro. It's, it, like I said, it, it's it's a journey unlike any other, and it, it incorporates so much of, of what I love and what Poe loves. Ah, look at this. Here we go. Little Poe. Wow. <laughs> look at this art, though. Wow. Stephen Legg is amazing. So much fun. This is, this is what I call a, type, a fun type of book. I mean, look at this, the diversity of the characters, if you will, you know, anamorphic, anthropomorphic, you know, mm. human. I mean, it's like Odin right there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's Odin. Oh, wait, it is. Look at that. Oh, right man. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Now, that's a swashbuckling rat, apparently. <laughs> he is. He is. Absolutely is. He is. He is the... You know the guide emeritus. I mean, he is the wow penultimate guide in Terrasomnium. And who are these horrible looking creatures behind them? They are dragons and monsters. I, you know, you I, I love her go to though. town. Monica is really, really gifted, and uh, you know, I found her art online. I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta have her do a, you know, do a print for the book. And nice. she knocked out the park. Talk to me, man, because, you know, you keep telling I found them online. Found, so what's – real talk, what is your go-to online source? What's the secret sauce, bro? Because you're finding extreme talent, like, yo, for real. It's it's insane. 
<laughs> he goes, I don't want to tell well, you. Al, Al, if I tell you, I have to kill you. <laughs> well, the thing is, I have really amazing friends that I've made. You know, I've, I've been in the comic industry, you know, about 12, 13 years, I guess. This is why I tell people, excuse me just for one second, don't ever be an asshole. Be just a good person because you never know. Right. And look at this. Look what he's done. Oh, my God. I'm and so like, he, uber impressed. Yeah, it, well, I, I've made friends, and they've introduced me to their friends, and, and they're all these amazing artists all over the world, uh, you know, a lot in South America. Um, Stephen Legg is in uh, that strange country above the USA, you know what I'm talking about? That uh, <laughs> I, I'm kidding, because, I, you know, I have family. My family came from Listen. Scotland to Canada, and Bro. then... Anytime people say Canadians, the first thing that comes to mind is South Park. And I do they have flip flop heads? Do they talk like this? How many plants? Canadians. <laughs> yeah, they they really do talk like that. So hey. even though Stephen says, "No, I don't. No, I don't." I'm like, "Uh huh." No, I don't. Eh? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. They have a sing like a singing to their voice. Who did you do that? Hey, so that's like for, what Puerto Ricans say how how Dominicans sound to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you always singing merengue for when you talk? You know, what I mean? just kidding to my Dominican people. You know, we're all from the Caribbean, man. We're all one for real. You know, it's just having a good time. But let's talk about these pledges too, because apparently, you know, we could either pledge without a reward because we love you so much, and, you know, uh-huh. or we could just go ahead for a tip jar. We could start with a digital copy of uh, at fifteen dollars, yo. And you got signed physical copies for thirty or more digital bundles. Oh, what a digital bundle! One through three for thirty-five. What a deal! A signed copy, a print, and a sketch card, yo. What are we talking about? Them sketch cards, bro. Stephen White is doing them. Yeah, he's. And we've already unlocked two stretch goals. So look at that! Oh, look at that bookmark! Holy yeah, shit! That is sexy. All three covers in one. It's beautiful. Yo, Pete that is Steiner. Shout, shout to Pete Steiner. I mean, he he did that. He is our jack oh. of all trades and and master of a lot of them actually. Uh, at Hocus Pocus Comics. So get it done, folks. To support the yes. the people that are fighting the fight, man, against Absolutely. against tyranny and bullshit. Absolutely. Support. Let's get to five thousand now. Let's get to six thousand. Oh my God! Look at this. And there's Terrasomnium. Woo! Oh my it, God! It appeared as a webcomic on on uh, Webtoon actually, and it's a prequel to the Imaginary Voyages of Edgar Allan Poe. Oh my goodness! And we've never printed it before, and we'd really like so to. First, but oh, you. So wait a minute. So all we got to do is get to six racks. <laughs> yes. W- with six thousand with. Seven, oh, come on, man. It's so feasible. You're already at the folks. Folks, get the prequel, man. Let's get the prequel. Yes. We need this in our collection. Web comics are great and all, but we need some shelf porn, all right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is shelf porn. Love it. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, and look, again, look, look at the creative team. You know, again, Rebecca, so sorry. I wish you were here. Yeah. You know, I, wanted to, I wanted to chat with you too, uh, you know, as an editor and, and you know, because how do you feel? I mean, this is your lady, and you're saying, hey, baby, I'm done. Tell me what you think. And, you know, what is the how, how was that first time, like, when, when you gave her your, your book and she edited it to you? How, how did that work out, especially as a couple? You know what I mean? Because you, you're, you're, you're trusting her, too. Now, okay, check this out. You want to help me? Let's get to it. So how, how did that first time go? <laughs> well, 
I mean, it went great because um, we had such a connection. I mean, for two years, I mean, I was in Tennessee. Don't hold it against me. And she was in California. Well, you obviously saw a 10. Hey, you get it? (laughs) But we had to, you know, to talk through, uh, you know, Google Chat or whatever. Um, We we talked a lot for two years. Oh, see, so a t- lot of communication, so you, yes. you basically caught the flow of one another. Yes, really. absolutely. We started uh, out as friends. It's not like my parents, because, you know, it, these are pre-internet days, but, you know, they were sending letters to one another. <laughs> yeah. Letters. Yeah. It, it, I mean, that's really what we did. And so by the time we got married, I, I knew it was meant to be when I said, you like Star Trek? And she said, uh, original crew only. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> you went down when you need that very yeah. second. I don't have a ring right now, but you're you in, you know. <laughs> so here's your airfare. Let's go. That uh, is so awesome. No, but, uh, that's great. But, so when I handed my script to her, um, she had already had some input into it already. But as I handed the script to her and she went through it and everything, and she made some suggestions and, um, you know, we, we met in the middle. I mean, we, we don't, we never argue. Um, we always work things out. We discuss, come up with a plan and that's that. Right, right. You know, and, and, and working with some editors that are, you know, they, they I, don't... I, I've heard horror stories. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard yeah. them all. I've spoken to all, yeah. you're like, what, what, what podcast number is this? You know, this is definitely <laughs> over 200. I've spoken to many creators, you know, not just through mine. So I know the stories. Right. Well, they they have a vision for how your book should be, um, and, and a lot of times, you know, you end up butting heads with them. I, I've never had a bad experience with an editor per se. Okay. But you've had discussions, but, I'm sure. Yes, yes, because you, you know, <laughs> as a writer, by the time that I hand off my my script to the editor, I mean, I've done my due diligence. I've gone through. I mean. You know, Chris Riel, when he was at IDW. Oh, man, I remember Chris, yeah. He was like, you write so fast and so good. He said, I never have any edits for you. And I was like, Mm. well, thank you. But that's just because I'm a perfectionist and and I'm I'm not going to hand off anything that is not, you know, I haven't done my diligence. Ready to go. Right. Uh, Dig it, dig it, dig it. Yeah. Yeah, we you shouldn't know. ever talk stuff about editors because you never know who's going to edit your stuff in the future. <laughs> oh, no. Chris is awesome. He's Honestly, great. I know Chris is dope, man. When he was IDW, I remember I used to get a lot of emails from him. Yeah, for real, bro. I mean, oh, again, yeah. when it comes to the world of that, the premiere, the indie, the big two, I mean, just the comics in general, there's so many great people in that, you know, for real. Yeah, uh, and then, then they jump around through so many publishers as well. So one minute they're here, one minute they're there. Yeah. So. Well, and one cool thing about Chris, I knew him since Movie Poop Shoot. You remember that site? Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) That's where we actually met and started talking. So uh, he got me, you know, gave me a really cool gig where I got to work with American McGee. You know, created American McGee's Alice. And we're we're really good friends. He actually supported the – Supported the campaign. You go, Chris. Thank so, you for supporting. Hey, I mean, he's, yeah, he's a champion yeah. for indie, though. I, yeah. I know that. So. Absolutely. He also hooked me up with Gene Simmons to write a what? couple of horror stories. So, I did you ever to get that. to meet him? Meet him in person? I did not get to meet oh. him. So, but, uh, what about video chat? Something, or was it strictly email? No, no. I, I, hey, you know, Chris is like, uh, don't <laughs> ask. You know, don't <laughs> ask. So, don't I, ask. and I get it, and that's cool. You know, I did, I did a couple issues of a. Uh, Gene Simmons' House of Horrors. 
Yeah, I remember that too. Like, yeah, bro. That's what uh, I'm saying, bro. Because Gene follows Comic Crew. I was like, yeah, Gene Simmons. No way. Absolutely. I mean, I'm a fan. I mean, come on, bro. How could you not be a fan of Gene? I mean, who didn't get those dope McFarlane figures when they came out? <laughs> well, how how can you love comics and not love these superheroes on stage? Of music, that are performing yeah. For you, you know what I mean? The heroes of rock, son. Where yeah. Rock gods, like they really do look like rock gods performing on stage and all the get up, son. Yeah, I used to go over to my friend's house when I was little, and we played with our Shogun Warriors, listen to Kiss albums, and read comics. Oh, my God. You're a Shogun Warrior, man? Oh, yeah. Bro, we are brothers for life now. Raiden. Right? Five, bro. Yeah, man. I'm <laughs> oh, a Magic the Z type of man, but I had Raiden. Yo, bro, that was the most heaviest toy back in the day. I mean, these toys were made of metal. Like, if you threw yeah. this at somebody, you're killing them. You could hurt somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what happened, right? Do I, I mean, they used to make a metal heavy to last. Yeah. I still wish I had that, you know, not that I broke. But, you know, when you're a youngin' and, and you go to school and mama decides to clean up. <laughs> I've still got a Voltron from, uh, from Japan, that, the Lions. Like it's got to be the Lions Voltron. I got him right there, the yeah. Lions. I'm oh. a Lions fan. I got a Mini. I lo- Listen, the car was cool, but he yeah. ain't, there ain't no Lions. Sorry. Uh, I'm, yeah, I agree. It had to the be the line. Oh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> man, bro, we're homies for life now. Forget about it, bro. So <laughs> let's keep going. So for 75, you would get prints, you know, one, two, three, right? All book, book covers, beautiful. For 100, we get signed. Book 50, the Cauldron Collection. Talk about that. That sounds fire. Isn't that funny? Uh, Kevin came up with that as well. Kevin is a sick marketer. Look at him. Folks, if you want promotion, you got to check out Ink Pub, man. (laughs) Yeah, he said, uh, I trademarked that. So, uh, you know, it'll cost you 30 grand to use it from now on. But he was kidding. But (laughs) what if we do like a Hocus Pocus Cauldron collection? It's just all your books. And I thought, yeah, you know, all the books will be published so far. That's great. So, I love it. And the timeline is August, folks, so chip in. I mean, so everything's printed, ready to go. I mean, what, where are we at right now? Are they just ready? Uh, well, we're still coloring okay. um, book three, but we're about halfway done. So by the time this campaign is over, it's going to the printer. So we've said August just to give ourselves some wiggle room because you never know with printing. But, uh, you know, the book is – all the art, the letters are done. Um, we're just – like I said, we're just uh, finishing up on the colors. So, it, I mean, it's a very small risk. You know, um, we are going to get it done, and we've – this is our seventh um, successful campaign on Kickstarter. And, you know – Seven successful campaigns? <laughs> what? what a win. Talk about that, bro. What was the secret to a successful campaign, brother? Because I know there's a lot of independent creators out there, and they and like they want to do the do the the uh, you know the ride, so get it done. Uh, the keys to have a good team in place before you even think about doing this. As far as one person doing it, wow, you know I, I think Justin Gray does all his own campaigns. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> He's much younger than I am, so. For oh, I'm going to be talking to Justin soon too, kiddo. Oh, good, he's a he's a good friend. Oh, dude, I've been I've been I've been I've been a fan of Justin uh, for a long time. You know, I, I you know been doing Kickstarter through paper films. You know, with Jimmy P. You know, Justin yeah. works with Jimmy. 
So it's like, yo, Justin does amazing work. So yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm excited for that as well. Cause just as excited as I was for you, Dwight. Cause damn, bro. And then you give me more insight to yourself. I mean, uh, wow. soldier, single dad, you know, pimp player. You know what I mean? Creator, <laughs> publisher, entrepreneur. I mean, bro. I mean, he has, bro. Do you have? Do you have a shelf with hats that I, that we're not seeing right now? A what? <laughs> a shelf with hats with multiple oh, hats. Yeah. Yep, doing absolutely. like that I Love Lucy episode. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? No, do it, man. You, you, how do you stay inspired, man? Let's talk about that because, you know, you're doing things. you got successful campaigns, too. So before we get to the secret source of campaigns, how do you stay inspired to keep creating the way that you do, bro, on the level that you do? Uh, you know, I see things differently, I think. I, I'm constantly looking at things and wondering why and how and um, you know, I have a, a wife that, that really inspires me as well. She's extremely well-read. She's well-traveled. We can talk about a variety of things, whether we're reading poetry back and forth to each other or we're watching something on Hulu, you know, or Netflix or something. But I, I'm always looking for in, inspiration, and I never find a shortage of it. I, I love to... Awesome to read as well. I love to travel. I love to, you know, have new experiences. Uh, so I, I'm constantly, and I kind of look at it as a kid, you know, I try to be very childlike in the way that I look at things. Yeah. I, know <laughs> I said that to my job the other day because we, we reached a number of open tickets that almost seemed impossible, you know, a very low yeah. number. And mm-hmm. then they were like, Al, did you see this? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking at it with childlike wonder. The whole team just erupted in laughter, cause like you know, but like they understood. It's like yo, I, like I've never seen this either. So like, wow, <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and I still feel like that. If you can't feel like that about things at times, bro, that then please start thinking about looking elsewhere for other things. Move from where you're at, because yeah. I think that's a very important part of life where you continue to have that childlike wonder of things right. it's important i mean I, I i fall in love with th- different things every day and find someone like, oh my god and i look at it i mean me looking at this art i'm like i'm in childlike wonder just looking at this you know what i mean for example so i yeah. dig it man uh this is why I, I love comics man i'm always yes. surprised i'm you know brings a big smile on my face when i when i discover someone new you know a new story or something you focus on something that i love like oh man i didn't even know this existed like, I love Poe, so, you know, I didn't know. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, thank um, you. Don't you worry, man. When I get paid, if we have enough days, when I get paid, I'm a, I have to get one of these books, bro. I have to. Awesome. <laughs> I appreciate so, it. So let's get into that Kickstarter question, though. I mean, how did you even figure that out to navigate, to have so many successful campaigns? Uh, you know, we learned by trial and error. <laughs> really, uh, the first campaign um, – that I that I ever put on Kickstarter, it was unsuccessful. I, okay. I didn't make it. So number one didn't work out. And, and what did you learn from that number one that you applied to number two? Um. Well, that that's uh, number two was a learning process as well because number two, yes, we made our goal, yay, is wildly successful, but. I didn't charge any shipping. It was no oh. oh man, bro. we lost we. Oh yeah, we lost our shirts, our socks, our shoes, our hats. I mean, that, that means that right now yeah. the poor guy's probably going commando. Uh, <laughs> well, you can only see my shirt. But... Hey, oh, please don't stand up. <laughs> <laughs> 
leave it to your imagination. Uh, but but every time we've gotten better and better at, at doing them. And this time we were able to work with Inked, uh, with Kevin. He's created these incredible images and stuff and helped us set up the page. Yeah. And Kevin uh, knows how to contact people. I'll tell you that very much. Very professional. Yeah. yeah. Kev, you know, Absolutely. I think that's, that's very key for, mm-hmm. you know, crowdfunding and, and independent creators. Like, you know, find someone that knows this marketing world because your job should just be to create find someone that could help you spread the word so you are allowed time to create that would be lovely i I think i do more pr than anything else but (laughs) press releases folks public relations not i just want to clarify (laughs) all over the socials (laughs) yeah but but again you see that's another thing you had to navigate no i mean as a creator how important is that i mean here you are you learn you're stumbling through kickstarter on your first and your second you had a little hit now by the third you learned right Yes, absolutely. And, and then you also learned to market in that whole process, right? And like I said, we had a great team in place. Um, you know, Pete Steiner is, like I said, he's a jack of all trades. I mean, he really uh, got the Kickstarter pages together for us. And, and I've been out in the, I mean, if you Google my name, you'll see, you know, thousands of. A uh, scroll, you know, a scroll, folks. It's like a long scroll that just unravels. <laughs> you got to open your garage. It'll go across the street into the pond almost. But the way that I did that was by actually getting on all the social. I mean, I was getting on the social networks when they were first coming out, ah, you know, and meeting exactly. people. And I actually had a, a website called deadlightstudios.com when I first started out. And what it was, it was like a, you know, like a, a, a pl- a place where uh, aspiring creators could come together and, and meet each other and work together. Oh, and you would not believe how many of those people that were, <coughs> excuse me. No worries. A networking and hub. Studios. Right? Yeah, I'm old. Right. <laughs> uh, have gone on that are working for Marvel or have worked for Marvel or DC. Nice. Um, you know, Kevin Scott was, was a oh, good Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's murdering it on Star Wars, bro. Yeah. What? <laughs> a lot of artists, though, like I said, and, and that's what's so cool about it is, um, you know, about comics. You you find all these people that we can come together for comics, and we're from all over the world. Uh, you know, maybe we don't speak the same languages. I mean, I've had to translate things and you know, what is it, babble? You know, a babble fish or whatever, whatever it's called. But, you know, and, and, but you can basically, everything will work together because, you know, comics is at the core and that's really what brings people together in in this industry, um, is a love of comics. But you see that there's a lot of people that are just doing comics for a job Yeah, that, that, that are not, that don't love comics. They just, you know, it's what they do. It's a lot of them are writing just uh, a storyboard trying to get a TV deal instead. Exactly. I know it. Trust me. I know the real from the fakes, man. And I know you're a real one right here because you've been, you've been doing this. And, you know, you got even your lady all all with you. I mean, that for me is just amazing. I mean, I I know very few comic couples uh, in comics. But the ones that I do know, they are like flourishing because they have built a very amazing relationship, you know, not just, you know, uh, romantically, but professionally <laughs> to, to create something that, that actually has value and looks gorgeous. Your, your wife obviously is doing a wonderful job 
editing this this amazing yeah. looking book, yeah. and I, I could see why so many people have already put so much behind it. I mean, oh, you already reached your goal. Please, folks, let's get to that six racks too, so that way we could help uh, uh, everybody. And I'm gonna pitch in as soon as I get my, my check in. Yeah, I'll make a student check by check because this, this is love. Like you talking about love, I do this for love. To talk to people like you to keep inspiring me and, and putting uh, uh, like a fire under my my ass, so that way I could you know keep doing as well. So people like you inspire the shit out of me, bro, yeah. for real. You know this is flower time, bro. Thank you, thank you for what you do. Thank you for being brave. Thank you for everything you've done, just in, in, <laughs> as a person thus far, but as a creator as well. Just thank you for entertaining me as a fan, putting yourself out there. I know that's hard and scary. But know that I love it, and I know many others do too. So, brother, Thanks, you got to tell me, man, where can I see you in person? Are you going to do any cons soon? Mm-hmm. Can I see you anywhere? Uh, we we get out a lot in Florida. Um, and Are you we'll, doing uh, MegaCon? Orlando? Yes. Uh, it's next weekend. It's next weekend? Next weekend. Well, well probably not. He's like, I, 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 I wasn't uh. aware we may go by anyways. Because if you I, go by, please visit the Geek Fest booth because I will oh, be man. there in person and I would love to give you and your lady a pound in person and take a picture, man. Let's yeah, get it done, bro. Absolutely. Let's get it done. Pass by. Plus, we'll be giving, doing fan giveaways, so come get your raffle ticket. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we went there a couple of years ago. We met up with John Boy Myers because he did a cover for our book as well, and we got, uh, you know, You're got his autograph. Me. Huh? I'm, a spawn, I'm a spawn guy, right? Yeah. So when Paul Cornell and John Boy came out with the resurrection issue, I yes. was going through a lot of pers- uh, a very uh, a health scare with somebody very close to me. Mm-hmm. And when that came out, you know, well, obviously you know what that relates to, right? Resurrection, you know, Spawn and his yeah. ex-wife at the time. So imagine I'm dealing with my ex, but real spouse, and she had a health emergency, and this came out, and what Spawn was trying to go through. To, yeah. to you know rescue her it's like damn I, i'm going through that right now you know yeah. so john i told john boy that when i met him at boston comic con and Paul Con, i was like yo you guys got me with that one fucking issue of spawn through something that yes. i was dealing with at this time because even at that time while i'm dealing with a personal issue my brother do you know i was dealing with a troll as well that was like trying to attack me while i'm dealing with one of the roughest things in my life and and thank God for my second family, which is my comic crusaders on the cover capes team, because they have my back. And it's like, yo, not not the time, homie. <laughs> and that's what's so awesome about comics. I mean, you know, like me growing up. I mean, I was, you know, experienced bullying in school. Yeah. So to me, who hasn't? The X Men. That was that was my you know my go to, my safe place. You know, and Nexus. You know, also Mike Barron and Steve Rude. But really, you know, X-Men got me through so much stuff and made me want to stick around to see what, you know, what Claremont was going to do next. And I was so happy that I was able to actually meet him at New York Comic Con. I mean, I just, you know, (laughs) thank you so much. I'm still here probably because of you, you know. Uh, but they do. Comics are just there's something special about comics, especially people making comics that love comics. Yes, those are the ones that are special. Yeah, yeah they're not throwaway. You know, there there's something special about them. Not all of them, unfortunately. Well, no, listen, I've been through stuff. Hey, they, hey, there goes the pop. There's they, Pip. Big big Pip. Uh, homie is like, yo, why are you putting me on camera? 
I, 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 I need to sign a contract. That's what the dog's saying right now. <laughs> he's been very good, though. He's Hey, yellow and black. Soul. He's a comic crusader. He got the yellow and black. Yeah, there hey. you go. Yeah. <laughs> I got that because I was like, hey, X-Men colors, you know? Yo, Pippa Crusader. That's it. Pippa's the official. There you now, go. I, now I have a doggy crusader because I have the Autumn the Feline crusader. She actually is a cat that has my colors. That's awesome. Yeah. Love my love that because it's you know the original Wolverine suit you know yeah I, yo bro I'm a fan that's yeah. one of uh when when I got to see someone someone else's first comic collection because I thought as as a kid that I was the only one for a while right <laughs> so you know here I am I have a box full of comics and I'm talking a box not a long box a box like we used to have back in the day you know what I mean it's a regular old fucking downy box and um I met so my aunt married, got married, and she moved to Brooklyn. And her husband, you know, had a nephew that collected comics. So one day I go to Titi's house, and I see this white box, long box, skinny. I'm like, what's that? Oh, uh, my nephew left that here for me to hold. But if you want to look through it, go ahead. It's comic books. I say, stop lying. I'm like, I'm <laughs> So I go through it, and the first comic I pulled out was the reprint. Of the first appearance of Wolverine. Oh, nice. So when I pulled that out, I was like, oh, bro, let me tell you that I was asking my mom every weekend, can I stay at Titi's house today? Because <laughs> I just wanted to read through the long box before he took it away. <laughs> hey, I totally understand that. How about Frank Miller's Wolverine miniseries? Oh, man. my that- God. Yo, that one, Dwight. The story, I actually had that in my hands maybe about 10 years ago where a friend of mine lived in Massachusetts. No, no, shit, I'm lying. It's probably at like 14. <laughs> he lived in Massachusetts. He went to a comic shop that had three sets of that, mm. selling them for $15 a pop. Oh. So he takes a picture. He goes, yo, Al, look what I just bought for $15. I said, yo, does he have more? He goes, he has two more sets. I'm like, my brother. I need you to run back right yeah. now. I will fucking PayPal you. I need, I need you to buy me those two sets right now. Yeah. And then I told my brother, which was, was a Wolverine fan, I said, yo, look what this homie found for $15. He's like, yo, Al, I'll give you 20 <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I got you. Don't worry. Yo, he bought them in a quicker one. I told him, like, bro, this is what that really worth. Even at the time, he goes, what? I'm like, yo, thank you. And I'll be, and I'll, you better pop that shit in the mail tomorrow. <laughs> 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 Overnight it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, that's what I love. Though back in the day, it was so much easier. Now there's price gouging, you know, the speculator. I mean, I've seen stores that shame on you, stores that do that. Oh, if you bring this back issue to the front, we we are allowed to look it up on eBay and charge you the eBay price. eBay is not the indicator of value, folks. No, it's not. So it's don't not. don't ever do that because if you do that, I will shit on your store. And I'm, I'm no, not not literally, but maybe. Who knows if I'm the, if I'm in the mood? <laughs> you feeling like Amber Heard, right? Oh my God! Yo, you know what? What about if we send Amber Heard to your store? <laughs> That's my favorite new television show. Actually, is uh, yeah, you know, that is wild. Heard, but anyways, bro, that is the wildest thing I've ever heard. Especially that one thing. I mean, poor dog oh. Pip. You know, you defend your dog brothers, oh, no. you know. <laughs> and the dog's like, I didn't do it. <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, you know, are they gonna put the dog on the stand? I don't know. Right, you know, <laughs> Dwight, you've been an know. amazing guest, bro. For real, bro. I, I love the energy. I love the passion. Yo, you know, God bless you and your lady on this, folks. For real. Thank you. 
Check out everything Dwight on that link tree right here. All right? It's Dwight L. McPherson. On Instagram, please check out his lady, the editor of this wonderful book and more. All right? At Miss Rebecca McPherson. And Instagram, hit up the publishing press right there, hp.comics. All right? Now, they don't just have social. You can visit that website, hpcomics.net. That, that's, that's uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Halo Papa Comics. Dot net, all right? Well, hello, Papa. I don't know if you don't understand where the H comes from, all right? And then, of course, Hocus Pocus. Right there, inked.pub slash Hocus Pocus for that Kickstarter. Put that, make it rain on this. This is Edgar <laughs> Allan Poe. This is uh, Dream World, the Imaginary Voyages. I mean, it is sick. If you love Poe, if you love beautiful art, independent comics, nah, this is like right up your alley. Our alley, my alley, uh, everybody's alley. This is what it is, yo. <laughs> Dwight, you're amazing. Thank you for everything. Again, you. you're the big homie. Folks, Thanks. you know what to do. Follow ComicCities.com, UndercoverCapes.com. You know, check out the extended family shows like Thick Indie Podcast, Thundercats, Outside the Panels, No Prize, The Final Crusade, Sloppy Spoilers, Cinema Crusaders. They got something popping for you later today at 7 p.m. EST. Make sure to check it out live, all right? And... And everyone else, yo, I got, I got an ill family, all right, a large family. And please, folks, keep things positive. Don't attack others. Show love. There's no need to feel to hate or jealousy on anyone. If, if, if you need help on something, feel free to reach out. We got you, you know. And to you people that are always hating and taking shots on us, it's okay. We still love you. You know, I don't got you, Black Tommy. So if you want to have a conversation as men, you know, you know what to do. So with that, I'm Al Mega with the amazing Dwight L. McPherson. All right? We're about my gente. Hasta la próxima. Hey! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.